0: This is the Steelers
1: standard on Steelers nation radio and podcast on Steelers.com.
2: The free agent frenzy has started and some guys, some teams very uncharacteristically starting this thing with a bang and on a spending spree. And most notably it's bill Belichick. The Patriots have eight newcomers at the start. This free agency period. And there's some big names too. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. The top two tight ends on the market are now finding a home in Foxborough. Matt Judon, some might say the best inside linebacker on the market is now finding a home in new England. Good news for the Steelers too, by the way, because he leaves the yeah. division as he was a Baltimore Raven. They signed Jalen Mills from the Eagles safety helping the secondary. They got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne to help at the wide receiver position. They got Davin Godcho I think that's how you say his name. The nose tackle from Miami. They got defensive end, Henry Anderson from the New York jets. So they got a defensive end. They got a nose tackle. They got two tight ends and two wide receivers. They got a safety and they got an inside linebacker. I mean, this is a complete overhaul of the new England Patriots roster. And it's something that I I think bill Belichick should be applauded for. I, I mean, I, I see a lot of people see this happen, and it's immediately to the oh, the winners of free agency never win in the regular season, or oh, Bill Belichick is just salty because Brady won, so now he's spending like crazy. It's, the way I see it, Belichick's trying in his twilight to at least just get back to the playoffs, and he's got more cap space than he ever really has when he had Tom Brady on his roster. He's having a little fun. He's building the roster completely through free agency. And you have to also remember these additions are being joined by two starters for them who opted out last year on defense in Dante Hattower and Patrick Chung. So especially defensively, the Patriots improved greatly and they have a lot of weapons on the offensive side too, that they can play around with. Not that Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne are, are world beaters, but I mean, Aguilar had 896 yards last year and eight touchdowns, and Bourne had 667 yards for the Niners last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not world beaters, but um, they're definitely—
2: You pair them up with an Edelman if they keep yeah. Edelman? Then... I mean, they're
0: those two are definitely better than—other than Edelman in that re- wide receiver group. I mean, they probably had the worst um, wide receivers maybe in the league last year. Um, so they definitely bolster that with Aguilar and with uh, Kendrick Bourne. There's no question. Um, and, and, you know, you bring in the two tight ends, too, it kind of— Remind you of of um, when the Patriots had Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez—that great one-two punch at tight end. That's what they're going. For. I mean, that has to be right. I mean, it, it makes Cam Newton's job a lot easier um, because you have you know two obviously really good tight ends, two of the best tight ends in the in the open market. Um, you get both of them for the Patriots and the defense, as you said. Um, you know they had a lot of opt outs last year with COVID, and um, they're they're obviously getting better. They're going to get those guys back. Um, And I agree with you. I mean, regardless of what you think about what Bill Belichick is doing, whether he's being petty or not, he's spending right now. And to put in perspective how much money they've spent, the Patriots have spent one hundred and thirty seven and a half million dollars in guaranteed money over the last two days. I mean, on those guys that you just mentioned, those what, eight guys or nine guys that you mentioned, one hundred and thirty seven and a half million dollars in two days. Um, They're spending, and obviously Bill uh, Belichick and, and Robert Kraft must think they still have a competitive team that's able to maybe get to the playoffs. That's the second
2: most money spent, uh, guaranteed money, in a free agency signing period, uh, and the record could be theirs. <laughs> they're only, yeah. only $10 million behind the 2020 Dolphins who spent 147.2 million in guaranteed money, they missed the playoffs. Uh the team that the Patriots just barely, passed barely. True. The team that the Patriots just passed, the 2019 Jets spending 131 million in what? guaranteed money, they missed the playoffs. 2016 Giants, 170 million was in 3rd place, they lost in the wild card. So did the 2018 Bears who spent 102 million and the 2018 Jets. Spent $100 million and missed the playoffs. 2018 and 2019, Jets spent over $231 million and missed the playoffs both years. It's a bad franchise one.
1: Not even just missed the playoffs,
0: but what did they finish both of those years? Like four and 12? Yeah.
2: So that's you're just burning money in New York at that point.
0: And I want to go back to that point that you said, you know, the team that normally wins the, the, the free agency market and doesn't always win. Not to say that this team and the guys that the Patriots have brought in um, even stack up to that. But remember that Eagles team that everyone said was the best team ever when yeah. they brought in, like, Namdi Awesome and things like that? Um, I mean, I'm, there are people comparing that to this and saying, oh, it doesn't mean anything. But that team, this isn't even close to the guys they brought in. I'm just saying, um, you know, they might win the free agent pool this year. But um, I think when you look at the Patriots, they're getting positions that – um it's not necessarily a dream team like like the eagles had back whenever they they signed all those guys and brought them all in they're getting guys that they need at those positions so you know what i mean it's not necessarily a dream team because i mean they need a linebacker they need uh, offensive help and they've got uh, they want to get back to that two tight end set that we talked about they're doing what they think is you know positions of need um, and you know they might end up winning the whole you know the 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 free agency poll but they're also making their team a lot better by doing so. It's not just, oh, hey, let's sign this guy, let's sign this guy because we have a bunch of money. They obviously have a goal in mind here. And I
1: think it all depends, too, on what type of Cam Newton they're going to see because you can line up, as we've said, John Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar. You can line up as many weapons as you want, bring back Julian Edelman. It's not going to matter if you get a Cam Newton of – of what you saw in 2020, right? No, I think, that's true. I think he threw, what, six touchdown passes in the entire year last year? That's going to do no help for Hunter Henry and, and all the other guys that they just brought in. So a, a team is, I think you could say, to a, to a point, a team is just as good as their starting quarterback. And what we saw out of last year at a Cam Newton doesn't really give you any reason to believe that all of these free agent signings are really going to make a difference because what what good is a receiver if the if the quarterback can't get them the ball
2: well i actually think that this is also a couple of nice signings that are going to help a younger quarterback yeah. who they might be breaking into as early as this season maybe a mac jones in the second round uh belichick and saban are super tight maybe or, that makes sense or who
0: knows maybe it's stidham at the end of the day too you know i mean i'm not saying that that's the that's the route they're gonna go but maybe that's the only guy they have on the roster other than cam and cam stinks which i do to your point jacob i do kind of think that cam stinks so it's probably not going to be cam at least maybe past this year or two years from now so like you're alluding to tom it's it's for the future kind of too
2: but the patriots go out and they get two big tight ends they traded for Trent Brown before free agency started mm-hmm. to bolster that offensive line and they're building the defense up with some money, some high price guys to have one of those vintage Belichick's defenses. That's a great formula for a young quarterback yeah, Two massive tight end targets, a good offensive line. You build that running game up behind them. And then all of a sudden you've got an incredibly rookie friendly offense. So, I do think that these are moves that with Cam Newton playing just average could get them into the playoffs this year as as a wild card. I don't think they're going to compete with the Bills for the division, but I think it sets them up to have a very smooth transition into whoever that next guy up is. If it's a Stidham, if it's a rookie in this draft class, whoever it is, they're building an offense that's really friendly for a, a young player to come in and have success.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And the more and more that, you know, we are talking about this, that the Patriots did, it does kind of make me think that they're probably going to go quarterback at some point. And maybe the Mac Jones theories, the Mac Jones hypothesis that a lot of um, draft experts are making about the Patriots, I think it's even more likely now um, because of, you know, you can see what they're trying to do here. Um, You know, what's the best um, medicine for a a young quarterback is having an explosive tight end. You can just dump the ball to um, that can get open. Well, they have two of them. Uh, and that's the more and more I think about it and the more and more you illustrated it there, Tom, I do think that that Mac Jones to the Patriots thing really has some legs and, um, he might not even have to play right away because I do agree with you in the fact that if cam is just average, if he's a, obviously has to be above where he was last year, cause he was really bad last year. But if he's just a step above that, I, I think the Patriots got a decent shot just because their defense is going to be really good too. Um, you know, I think they they have a realistic chance to make the playoffs. If, but that's a big if. If Cam is at least average.
2: Yeah, and that's the big if. Like, yeah, you said, oh, absolutely, because he really did not look great last year. But Dolchek's given him fourteen million dollars for a reason. I mean, yeah, they he, must
0: see something. You can
2: have a bridge here with a Jarrett Stidham. So yeah, he clearly thinks that the
0: best chance to get to the
2: playoffs is with number one under center.
0: And maybe this, this whole thing, signing these guys was in mind for him too. Like, Hey, um, we know cam was bad last year, but he didn't really have the best options to throw the ball to. Um, you know, let's get him some guys. And maybe this was their idea. Like, Hey, if we bring cam back and we do the things we want to do in free agency, this could be a different conversation a year from now. Well, there was some quarterback shakeup
2: on the market, uh, recently as well. Uh, just earlier today, the Chicago Bears made their move at quarterback. They signed Andy Dalton. He's going to be a starter? From the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he is going to enter camp, at least, with mm-hmm. the starter label. Maybe would you he's going to camp would competition you... with Nick Foles. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to be there. I think Mitch Trubisky is gone. Yeah, they're not going to pick up his mm-hmm. option. He's going to be out on the market. So uh, mm-hmm. I think Who would it's... you take between Fitzpatrick and Foles? You mean Dalton and Foles? Sorry, Dalton and We'll Foles. get to Fitzpatrick in yeah. a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. you son of a bitch. You slow your roll over there. But I would take neither. I would just rather dissolve the franchise. <laughs> but I well, guess I Dalton, it. I guess, I, I guess. When Dalton came in for Dak Prescott earlier last year, Everyone I was, was on the train of he's going to be able to keep them at afloat. least eight names and, eight Put them and in the playoffs. win the division because yeah.
1: it's so weak. But he did not look good for at all, Yeah, at all. So maybe that's what Andy Dalton needs. I mean, all Andy Dalton had really in Cincinnati was A. J. Green and and very few pieces elsewhere to work with. I mean Muhammad Sanu, maybe. But that guy's not a starting receiver. He's just a, a specialty kind of guy. Maybe what Andy Dalton needs is his back up against the wall to say, "Just give me one guy like Allen Robinson, and and I'll work with it, and I'll and I'll use the other small pieces. Maybe maybe I mean, was, he
2: had Damari Cooper last year. That's what
1: I was. But he also had. Uh, C.D. Lamb. He and also had Zeke. Gall- yeah, he had a lot of weapons. Maybe he was. Maybe he was a a kid in a candy store type thing where his sweet tooth got the best of him and he didn't really know how to approach it. Maybe or maybe
2: he's, he's just Andy Dalton. Maybe
1: he's and he just sucks. Andy Dalton. And he sucks. And he hasn't been good since 2015. I think that's the bingo. Probably I think that's the one.
0: I mean, and quickly too, um, you know, there was a lot of noise that Chicago was going to make a run at Russell Wilson, and and apparently they did. Schefter tweeted earlier today. Um, yeah, just, I just about saw an hour account. ago, um, Chicago made a very aggressive pursuit of Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson per, sor- per sources, and the Bears were told that Seattle's not trading him at this time. The Bears were obviously one of the four teams uh, Wilson's agent named as a place of interest, and then obviously he went on to say now Chicago has an agreement with Andy Dalton. So, um, I mean, at least they were aggressive in that regard. I mean, did any of us really think that Wilson was going to play in Chicago this year? No, at least I didn't. But, I mean... Is is it even comparable going after Russell Wilson and then saying, ah, we got to go with Andy Dalton? Obviously, they didn't get the guy that they wanted. Um, I don't really think it matters who plays quarterback for the Bears this year, whether it's <laughs> Foles, Trubisky, or uh, Andy Dalton.
2: They're not going to be very good. Another quarterback, Jacob, Jacob, you mentioned it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a Washington football team member wasn't
0: there rumors that he was going to retire this year? Like, did, wasn't that swirling around? Like after the season was over, maybe there's. I also thought, I saw also a little thought bit. that
2: the Dolphins were going to run it back with him. Ryan
0: Fitzpatrick is never retiring. I don't know what you guys are. Yeah, saying. Yeah, what with.
2: rumor are you talking about? I, I just saw Ryan, that on Who on will play
1: longer, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tom Brady? A That's cool a question. great question. Yeah, but Tom Brady is still like six years older than <laughs> Ryan
2: Fitzpatrick, and he looks like he's ten years younger than him. It's yeah, incredible. definitely. Fitzpatrick to the Skins. Oh. So wow i have to sit in timeout someone else talk i can't speak anymore i actually i actually, I actually think it's a really team, good yeah.
1: move everywhere ryan fitzpatrick has gone i've been i said to myself i think he can do something to help that team improve and we've sat here saying uh well dwayne haskins is now off the team alex smith is now off the team we don't love the tyler henneke situation we don't love dwayne allen as the as the backup to henneke I mean, there's no question in my mind, Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than Tyler Hennigan. But it
2: feels like we do this with Fitzpatrick. He, like, overplays him, like he did with the Jets. He outplays himself, then he gets a contract, he's the starter somewhere, and then, and then he's it, not good, and the bottom falls
1: out. I feel like that's that was kind of the case the past, or earlier on. The past couple of years, wherever he's bounced around, including Miami, He it's kind of been a little different. I think he's he's not maturing because Fitzpatrick is already so mature, but I think he's helped the past couple of teams uh, that he's landed on, including Miami. And I think he can help Washington.
0: I, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, you look at Fitzpatrick, everyone wants to talk, call him, you know, Fitz tragic. And like, at some point the bottom is going to fall out. But really when you look at it, like he hasn't been bad, Um, you know, his, you know, his last bad year, when you look at, um, you know, him playing a considerable amount of snaps with the Jets in 2016, where he threw 12 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, obviously that's not good.
1: You can't fault him though. He's on the Jets.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but you look at him the rest of the way, like in Tampa in 2017, he didn't play a ton, but seven touchdowns to three picks. And then Tampa the next year, 17 touchdowns to 12 picks. It's not great. Then he played in Miami. But didn't he get starting time over Jameis Winston? Yeah. They that, went with that, him over Jameis. Yeah, that was that year. And yeah. then uh, he went to Miami, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks. And then last year, he had 13 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, And I, in my opinion, still to this day, um, if Miami didn't, Bench uh Ryan Fitzpatrick, they would have been in the playoffs. I still I don't believe know. that. I don't know about that. I don't that. know about that. Cause Cause maybe they,
1: they still went 10 and 6 with Tua and Fitzpatrick. They, I don't know if I don't know if Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick bumped them to 11 and 5. Does he
2: beat the Bills in that week 17 game? Mm. Maybe. Maybe they got blown out with Tua. But I'm head.
0: just saying the offense has they have a better ability to score with with him out there. At least last year they did. I don't know if that's the same case this year. Obviously, it doesn't matter because Fitzpatrick's yeah, yeah. with Washington. But um, I do think that he's the best quarterback option in Washington without question, Fitzpatrick. I, I think he makes them a, a better football team. I mean, does that? do I think they're going to win the division now? Eh, maybe. But, I mean, I think they, they're probably the second-best team in that division. I, I don't think it's changed by bringing Fitzpatrick. And I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago, that they were probably the second-best team regardless, maybe the Giants. But now I think they're probably the second-best team in the division. Yeah, if Fitzpatrick can –
2: you know,
1: have some consistency yeah.
2: for his season, then, yeah, of course, and they can give the Cowboys a run for their money. Uh, I mean, we're ca- talking
1: about the NFC East here. Yeah, it doesn't take grabs. a lot to win that division.
2: Jalen Hurts could win it for all we he know.
1: could. You are kind of foreshadowing everything,
2: Jacob. You mentioned this guy when you last spoke, Jameis Winston. Inks a one-year, $5.5 million deal with the Saints. We all know Drew Brees has decided to hang it up, calling it a career, so... Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, the floor is yours in New Orleans. The <laughs> Saints investing in Winston for another season. And I think it's going to be Winston who comes out with the starting job in New Orleans. At least that's what I would expect. But... Eh, Sean Payton's weird. I think he mm, he might start Taysom Hill. I mean, let's be he honest might. here. He really might. Was it
0: last year or two years ago, Sean Payton said that he thinks Taysom is the next Steve Young? Yes, he did, um, and
2: when Breeze was down this year, Taysom Hill was the starter. So, for me,
0: at least, I think the writing's on the wall there, and if you say that you think you have the next Steve Young on your hands, what is Hill? He's already like 27 or 28. I mean, if you think that you have that and he's already 27, him. 28 years old, you have to play him. Um, and I understand why the, the the Saints brought in Winston, because you need a backup, um, and he might be a better pure quarterback than Taysom Hill, but I'm just going off of what, uh, what Sean Payton said about Taysom Hill and, and comparing him to Steve Young. If you believe that, you better play him. And for as much money as he's making, you better play him more than just to be a tight end and a specialty guy. I think the comparison between
2: Steve Young and Taysom Hill starts and stops with them both going to BYU. I don't think that I agree very oh, I much agree with there. you. I mean, Steve Young was that's really discrediting the kind <laughs> of passer Steve Young was and right. really overestimating the kind of passer Taysom Hill is just because they were both able to run and be yeah. similar. Yeah. And Taysom Hill runs in a different style. He's he's a, a way he's different a runner, yeah. He's Steve a Young was fast yeah. and, and agile and yeah. a
1: scrambler kind of too.
2: Yeah, that's a bad comparison. I would start Jameis once then if I were the I mean, I
0: probably would too, but I just don't think that's what's going to take place. Maybe we
2: have a situation where you start Taysom Hill and then four or five weeks into the season you got to
0: pull the plug on him. It could be like Tua and Fitzpatrick last year in Miami. Um, but kind of the reverse, right? You go with the old, well, no, no, um, they, They're Miami started with an
2: age, but uh, yeah, James is younger than T- Tyson Hill.
0: Yeah. It, is he really?
2: Oh yeah. A couple years, a couple years younger. Hmm. No, Like you said, Tyson Hill's like 28 years old. Yeah.
0: And, and he hasn't, he's only played what? Five games at quarterback starting at starting quarterback. Any, anyways, um, if you think he's the next Steve young, you better play. Um, but I mean, I agree with you. If it was up to me, I'd probably play Winston because let's be honest here. He did throw 30. What was it? 30 and 30. Um, just what, two years ago or th- was it two years ago now or three years ago? Um, and he didn't play really at all last year. So I'm sure he can still do it, but who knows, huh? I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of nuts that, that Taysom Hill is probably, in my mind, going to be the starter in, in uh, New Orleans.
2: I think Winston can run an offense, though, and, you know, he threw that 30-30 I think in a Bruce too. Arians offense, which yeah, is an aired-out, right? bomb-the-ball-down-the-field offense. He now threw he's the, in Sean Payton's offense. He
1: threw what? The only touchdown pass that aired more than 40 yards yeah. all year long, and it came in the playoff game. Now he's in a Sean Payton offense that –
2: is quarterback-friendly when it has to be. You saw that with Drew Brees as he began to decline.
1: And still has Alvin Kamara, still has Michael Thomas, still has a bunch of— doesn't have Emmanuel Sanders, but has the right pieces. I think starting Jameis Winston actually gives Sean
2: Payton the keys to open up that offense a little bit more than a Tyson Hill and even then, Drew Brees let him do for the twilight of his career. It can
1: look more like a Drew Brees from maybe three years ago. Drew Brees-led offense.
2: Tyrod Taylor found a new home earlier today. The Chargers quarterback, one year, $12.5 million. That tells you just how sweet it is to be mm-hmm. a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Even He's a backup. Going to the Houston Texans. Now, is that a move from Houston to say, finally, we're waving the white flag on Deshaun Watson and this is the quarterback that's going to start for us in 2021? Or is this just merely a Formal. We needed a backup quarterback. We still have every intention to keep Watson if we can and keep trying to play this, you know, chick game of chicken. Who's going to pull out first between him and this nothing to read into?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know, um, because I mean, you're giving him a decent chunk of change, but you're giving him like almost more than double than what the Saints gave Winston. Right. The Saints are in cap hell. Yeah. Um, I, it might just be an insurance policy. Right. In case, you know, something does pop up come draft time or whatever it is. Um, like hey there's a there's an offer here we can't refuse well at least we still have him waiting at least we still have uh, you know we still have a quarterback that we can trust to run an offense because he can run an offense obviously um, he's proven that I mean he was a starter last year in, um, in LA before he <laughs> doctor punctured his lung um, so I don't know if it's anything to really read into but I do think it might be in the back of their heads like hey let's just sign somebody just in case um so we a we don't have to draft somebody and, and tick Watson off even more or b if we do trade him hey at least we got someone that can play
1: Kellen I think you at one point told me that Tyrod Taylor had never lost a job due to poor injury. quarterback right. play it was yeah, the only because always of
0: injury. yeah his entire career he's lost jaws because of injury or something that's forced him out of a game or whatever it is and it's even more so last year, a freaking doctor punctured his lung. like That was the worst. I mean, that doctor I, yeah. should,
1: should not be in the NFL. But if
0: Deshaun Watson's
1: not there in Houston, that should definitely be a no-brainer that Ty- or Tyrod Taylor should get the starting position. And I don't know even know who the backup is right now to Deshaun Watson. But I don't think there's any really healthy competition there to, to kind of battle out. Uh, Tyrod for that starting position. Oh, but when Tyrod Taylor's on a team, healthy competition
2: finds him. Maybe that's why they're signing (laughs) him because, oh, look, he went to Cleveland and they found their Baker, and then he went to L.A. and they found their Herbert. Maybe he's like the catalyst that whatever quarterback comes in behind him just instantly rises to NFL starter status.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for Tyrod because I I liked him in in L.A., but you're not going to not go with Justin Herbert when you drafted him. Exactly, and same thing with Baker in Cleveland.
2: He just yeah, is better than Tyrod Taylor. I mean, the guys had on this little... show,
1: I just brought up Justin Herbert just because we're, we're higher on Justin Herbert than we It's are, just honestly.
2: that guy has had the worst yeah. luck in the NFL. Maybe he finds a couple of uh, good seasons in Houston before he calls it a career. Juju Smith-Schuster, before we wrap up this episode, still on that market as we talk into these microphones right now interesting, right? Because a lot of players are reaching these deals and a lot of the higher profile free agents. I mean, J.J. Watt agreed to his deal weeks before free agency. He was probably the highest profile free agent. Bud Dupree's agreed to his deal. He's right up there. Matt Judon is right up there. Um, You're seeing receivers get taken off the board that kind of make you scratch your head and wonder, are teams going to call the bluff on Juju Smith-Schuster and say, your market is way too high right now. Mm-hmm. You're not as good as what the numbers tell us we should be paying you. No one else out there is really gonna pay you. You want fifteen to sixteen million. We can wait this out to ten to twelve million dollars and really get a deal on you. And one team that was really in on the Juju mix fell out of the race when the Jets signed Corey Davis mm-hmm. to a three year yeah. thirty seven point five million dollar deal. So that's one of the most popular landing spots that now is not in need of a quote unquote number one receiver because they're going with Corey Davis for that. Real yeah.
1: quick, I feel bad for Corey Davis. I liked him a lot in Tennessee. I thought he was really good. I had him on my fantasy football. Do you think team. they just decided they got to go AJ Brown instead of? T- of course, I mean AJ Brown is an is a wide receiver one. He's starting. At That's that what that I remissor. mean. So I'm saying you yeah, can't but keep I, them both
2: Corey Davis is the one you let go. But if you
1: had to, I didn't think they would have to let go Corey, of Corey Davis. Now you're just you have. Um, now you just have AJ Brown and basically no one else to line up opposite him. I thought Corey Davis was a great second guy behind AJ Brown, but we're getting a little off topic here. I was just saying that I don't know. It's it's almost a death sentence when you get sent to New York these days. But who knows that if you have Trevor Lawrence throwing to you? But is the market outpricing Juju right now? I mean, what what's happening
2: with that? I he, think he's got to be wondering. Do you I think don't think so? Juju's the type of know. guy that would sit on a deal. I, I think the second that terms were reached, he'd be on Twitch announcing it or his agent would be or or something. Or like that. or
1: having a live stream like Antonio Brown did, exactly. running running outside in his backyard screaming I'm free, I'm exactly. free. Exactly. That's something
2: that I think Juju would do. I, I think it's a little weird that he hasn't been signed yet. I think teams are getting some cold feet on him. I mean maybe and maybe that means the Steelers give him a call in a week if he's still out there and say the market's soft on you. Let's talk.
0: And, and that realistically could happen. And and if you know, if this if the price is right and the Steelers I'd are somehow able yeah, to bring him back on a one year deal, I mean I might not like Juju. Look, I don't. That's what need but to be clear. He can play. We
2: have been very vocal about yes, get Juju out of here for the off field distractions and all of that stuff. But the main reason was the money. If he was and his s- off the
0: field stuff. But, but if yeah. he was
2: still on his rookie deal or if he's right, affordable, yeah. That's a guy the Steelers could Easily use and would be a starting wide receiver for them next year. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really the money that's yeah. the problem, and maybe it won't be, but I do think
1: tomorrow, if not tomorrow, and Thursday, the next 24 hours, we should see Juju get signed. Yeah,
0: and I and, I, and I wouldn't him. be surprised. But I mean, if they bring him back, if the Steelers bring him back on a really affordable deal, a one year deal, okay, I, I would listen to it uh, because that's an extra guy that you keep that you didn't think that you would have. And we've made the point that if Juju were to leave. They are missing something, are the Steelers. Like, they would be missing something with Juju gone. But I think to your point, Tom, I think the overarching thing here is teams realizing, I don't think Juju's all that good. I don't think he's as good as everyone believes that he is. His market value is way, way too high for the player that he is. And if
2: you're going to get into that race, if you're the Steelers, and spend the money that you'd need to to – get a Juju, I'd rather you spend that money at a guy like Rodney Hudson, the Pro yeah. Bowl center that the Las Vegas Raiders just released. Yeah, He's going to cost a little bit, but he won't cost as much as Juju no matter what, even if Juju's market is undercut from him, and that's a much more position of need for the Pittsburgh Absolutely. Steelers. Absolutely.
0: Or, or if you're staying in that wide receiver room, a guy like John Brown who's already expressed interest. I I mean, know cheaper. He's, I know it's not going to be the same – yeah, Value is way cheaper, is, he's absolutely way cheaper, and, and that'd be money much more well spent, in my opinion. Um, because you're you know, there's more to get there with a guy like John Brown rather than Juju. But again, if they can do it on a cheap deal, or if they can use the money that they would spend on Juju on somebody else, I'd like that too. But um, I think teams are just realizing, hey, this, this market. And I, I mean, I was reading online, I can't remember who said it, uh, one of the players said the market for receivers sucks in the NFL right now. And that's kind of shocking because there's a lot of them. And, you know, who would have thought Corey Davis would get a, a three-year, almost $40 million deal from the Jets when we all thought it was going to be Juju? That seemed like Juju's deal yeah. that got yep. taken
2: by Someone else, but that's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you for listening on Steelers Nation Radio. You can check out the podcast at steelers.com, download and subscribe to it at Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. On the next episode of Steelers Standard, the Steelers Hall of Honor fan voting is live. That's right, you can go to steelers.com or Go to the Steelers app and vote for who you think should be the 2021 inductees of the Hall of Honor. So in our next episode, we're going to kick around some names that we as guys in our mid-20s saw dominate for the Steelers in the early 2000s to the early 2010s and who we think has a good case to be in the Hall of Honor. That's on the next episode of Steelers Standard. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opferman. Thank you as always for giving us a listen.